Hello, welcome to Applewise Weekly. My name is Holden Sardari, and this is episode 26. The place we talk about the latest Apple news and rumors. You can listen to this podcast live on applosity.com or on Instagram at Applosophy. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And for all the latest Apple news and rumors, visit our, web, our website at applosophy.com. So I'd like to welcome Chris to the show. Um, he, he joined us, I think last time he joined the show was last year, actually. So I'd like to welcome back Chris. Yeah, it was like episode, ooh, it was, it was still back when we were doing like episode like 10. 12 something like that i can't remember it was a long time ago <laughs> yeah it's definitely been a while um but yeah it's, yeah it's nice to have you back chris yeah i mean it's good to be back um i mean despite the few technical difficulties earlier in terms of you know getting connected and everything like that it's, it's good to be back and you know welcome to everyone listening uh if, whether you're on live right now or whether you're going to be joining in uh the podcast afterwards then you know just as long as you guys are staying connected with us, then I'm happy. So welcome to you guys. Um, Applosophers, that's pretty much what it is. Well, Chris, it makes me happy that you're happy, so that's great. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> Especially, you know, with the current state of everything. So I think it's good. That's good. Um, okay, so the first thing we're going to be talking about is the new iPhone SE. Yes, the new iPhone SE. It is here. Uh, Apple announced it on Wednesday, April 15, 2020. And the new iPhone and pre-orders actually launched today, um, Friday, April 17th. So, um, you guys probably already know this, but uh, the iPhone SE launched on Wednesday, and it comes with the most affordable iPhone features, according to Apple, with the A13 Bionic chip, um, basically the same chip in the iPhone 11 and the iPhone 11 Pro. And according according to Apple, it has one of the best single camera systems in iPhone. So what I'm thinking is similar similar camera to the iPhone XR. So, so, so according to, I like to give credit, I like to give a round of, pro, uh, sorry, I like to give a round of applause to John Prosser. He's probably one of the, he, he got, he nailed this. 9 to 5 Mac and John Prosser nailed this. Um, I'll give him like, I like to give him a round of applause for that. He got the iPhone SE release dates, uh, exactly right. Um, and the pricing, uh, um, I like to give him credits for, um, being one of the, um, a really good trustful source. Yeah, that's that's impressive. So you're probably wondering, what is in this new iPhone SE? Well, the new iPhone SE comes in three different colors: black, red, and product red. It'll be available for uh, it's now it's already available for pre-order as we speak as recording this episode. Um, and the phone starts at three hundred and ninety-nine dollars. So you're probably thinking, what are the configurations? Well, the storage configurations is sixty-four gigabytes, one hundred and twenty-eight gigabytes. And 256 gigabytes. So as recording for this episode, as recording of this episode, I believe that some iPhone SE models are already um, not going to arrive on launch date, which is April 24th. So if you order an iPhone SE right now, it will most likely arrive in May. Um. So Chris, um, what are your thoughts on this new iPhone SE? Personally, I think it's, I think it's really good for a group of people that um. I guess I can say just don't need an iPhone 11 Pro or iPhone 11. Yeah, I agree totally. I mean, sorry to cut you off there, but I think it's just something that, uh, you know, as I've said before in previous live streams and things like that, I think it's just something that is essential for people looking to try and join the Apple ecosystem, whether they're, you know, 
buying their first phone or whether they're moving over from Android, I think it's a good device to, to switch to, to which then, you know, progressively work up and, uh, you know, become more involved into the Apple ecosystem in terms of, you know, buying things like Apple Watches, iPads, and just getting, you know, more engrossed into that rather than, you know, going straight up spending, you know, a thousand dollars on a handset. So it, it makes sense for Apple to kind of launch this as an updated, um, you know, introductory device, in my opinion. I agree. Um, so just to give some specs of this uh, iPhone SE, uh, it has a 4.7-inch Retina HD display. It also includes True Tone. So if you don't know what True Tone is, it's just the white balance to match the ambient light to make a more natural viewing experience. The vibrant uh, wide color gamut uh, is a Retina HD display. It offers incredible color accuracy. It supports Dolby Vision and HDR10 playback. Um, so it's leaving out Dolby Atmos, but I think Dolby Vision is still good for an for a budget iPhone SE model. Like again, that phone starts at $399 in the United States. And also mentioned the iPhone SE also uses the haptic touch for quick actions. So it'll um, so no 3D touch. 3D touch is long gone. It's all haptic touch now. All of Apple's lineup on Apple.com is all haptic touch. Uh, 3D touch is long gone now, um, with because with the iPhone 8. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking at like so like again the iPhone SE colors come in red, white, black. Um, and to also mention that the pro it's a product red, and so um, it's also supporting a good cause. Uh, so, Chris, what what's your favorite color? I mean, I'm always space gray or black, but, I mean, with, you know, the charity behind Product Red, I think it would be worthwhile going for Product Red just because, you know, you're supporting a good cause um, and things like that, but also the fact that the phone stands out more. So I think if you were to get a Product Red phone, you would most certainly almost have to get a clear case to go with it just to make it stand out and know give it the publicity that it deserves um but in my personal opinion i would probably always go for space gray just because it fits with everything else that i have and i think getting any other color would be you know f not fitting to the trend in terms of kind of my fashion sense with apple devices and things like that so uh you know that makes sense right so according to Apple, a portion of the proceeds for iPhone SC uh, products for red purchases will go directly to the Global Fund's newly established COVID-19 response, which provided, which is providing countries uh, to countries in need of PPE, diagnostics treatment, lab equipment, public safety communications, and supply chain support, and more. And also, this phone supports uh, HIV/AIDS grants that provide testing, counseling, treatment, and prevention programs with a specific focus on eliminating transmission of the virus from mothers and their into their babies in Africa. Um, so it's for a great cause, and it's supporting COVID-19 and and what Ray, um, and Product Red. So um, that's great. Yeah. Um, also, just one other thing as well is that the fact that they're directing the profits to um, the coronavirus, uh, you know, support, I think is good, especially with, um, you know, I mean, I'm not going to get political, but just, um, you know, with the way things are at the moment and the fact that, you know, everyone's kind of in a dire situation at the moment, you know, Holden's on lockdown, I'm on lockdown, you know, millions and millions of people are, you know, stuck inside with nothing better to do. And I think, you know, 
the sooner that that's over, the better. And I like to see that, you know, Apple stepping up to the plate, trying to, you know, help people out where they can. Right. I always wondered this. You know what SE means? You think it means similar edition? <laughs> I, I thought it meant SE? second edition or something like second that. Second edition. I don't know. I think small edition. I found SE. I never understood the well, naming you, for it. Sorry. When you think about it, it's the second edition of the iPhone 8 in terms of being, you know, in that same hardware enclosure. When you think about the SE first generation, it was the second edition of the iPhone 5S or 5, depending on what you're thinking of. Uh, people in the comments are saying so, special edition, small edition. Yeah, people don't people don't know. <laughs> I mean, Paraj is saying it's special edition and small edition. <laughs> small edition, I like that. <laughs> I think that's... But, mm. Cheap it? No, it's a... It's a open debate. Right. Well, um... So just to do, do a, a quick uh, rundown on the iPhone SE again. Uh, again, iPhone SE will be available on 6, 428, and 56 gigabyte models. Um, and uh, you can also do you can also pay monthly for it with a 24-month plan. Uh, iPhone SE is already available to pre-order on Apple.com. And you can also go to an Apple-authorized Apple reseller or select carrier to order the phone. And the phone will be available on Friday, April 24th in the United States and more than uh, 40 other countries and regions. And also mentioned, if you buy a new iPhone SE, Apple TV Plus is also available. Uh, you also get uh, one year free of Apple TV Plus. So I think uh, that's a good deal. And, um, and if you didn't get the one year free, you'll be typically paying the $4.99 a month. So you get that benefit. And one more thing to mention, customers also can get 3% daily cash if you if you buy the iPhone SE with Apple Card, so you can be saving some money there. Um, I'll definitely recommend using Apple Card if you just want to save 3%. Like, it's better than 0%, I'll say. So, yeah. if you have an Apple Card, might as well use it. Hey. And also to mention, uh, and one more thing to mention, you, of course, just like any other iPhone, you can buy Apple Care. Um, you can pay with, you can, I believe you can pay that monthly these days. Um, I think they, they started doing monthly payments about last year. So you can pay monthly and also pay yearly for Apple Pay. And I believe Apple Pay is $79 for Apple, for, sorry, for, did I say Apple Pay? Okay, Apple Care Plus. My apologies. I don't know how I got that mixed up. So, um, so my initial thoughts to iPhone SE, you're probably wondering, who is it, who is it, what is this iPhone SE for and why did Apple release it? Um, Chris, what, what you're, you want to go talk about that first? Uh, well, as I've said, uh, the iPhone SE, in my opinion, at least, is an introductory device. It's to get people into Apple, um, you know, over from Android, whether they're, you know, upgrading to, you know, fr from an iPhone 4 to this phone, whether they're buying their first phone. I think it's something that Apple is using to basically say, hey, this is an introductory device. It's cheaper, but it's still got some pretty good hardware in it. Uh, if you want it, then it's three ninety nine, as opposed to you know our flagship phones, which are you know starting price thousand dollars type stuff. And I think that <clears throat> with the way the Apple is, it's a good uh, look on their kind of public part, just because they're um, you know appealing to a way way wider audience. Um, I mean, they started branching out doing that with the ten R which a lot of people adopted and, you know, thought that it was a very good device because, you know, you're getting quite a bit for your money right there. And I think that, you know, they're trying to branch out even more. Um, 
you know, and it's proven that, you know, they're doing this with the iPhone SE2. But uh, I mean, what are you, what are your opinions on it? So in my opinion, I really think the iPhone SE, like you said, it's definitely a good introductory device, and I'll say it's good for kids. Maybe, maybe like I think it'll be a good kid, good phone for kids possibly, um, instead of going all the way out and going for an iPhone 11 Pro or 11. So it's a really good introductory phone. I really think it's good for a phone. I really think it's the phone for someone who never used an iPhone before. It's a great starter phone. Some people may not want to spend a lot of money on the 11 Pro. I'm like, so. I really think this is the phone that if you just, I really think it's a phone that it, it's really good for emergencies. Oh, one more thing I wanted to mention that the iPhone as the new iPhone SE has eSIM support. So, so this is really, this can be a really good business phone. For example, it really good, it's a good for enterprise and business because it has eSIM and a lot of businesses can really benefit, benefit off yeah, of using eSIM. Yeah. It has basically has two SIM cards, one, a hard, a virtual SIM and basically in the second, I believe it's, it's just the SIM tray. You just put it in the SIM tray. And uh, yeah, correct. My, I'm really curious of the chi- so that I know some of the Chinese model iPhone, 10R models have, two, uh, they don't have eSIM. They have two SIM cards. I wonder if the iPhone SE has can support two SIM cards for, uh, the the iPhone SE Chinese models. Do you, what do you think about that? Mm, I don't think so. I think that the phones, you know hardware limited in terms of space so i don't think it would be possible to do literally dual sim in an iphone se just because it's already small and i feel that you know there wouldn't be enough space for a second sim card if they were to do that in china yeah i have to do some research on that but i haven't heard anything about that yet because i know they did with the 10r um it has the two sims because i know in china they don't have eSIM support and so some countries, Apple has the two SIM option, but I'll have to look that up. I'll report back on our next episode. But yeah. overall, the iPhone SE is really the good phone. Like I said, enterprise. It can probably be used for education in some sort of way, maybe. Mm. Yeah, yeah. If you think about it, maybe because there are some really good educational apps that you can't use an iPad for. You need a smaller screen. Example: VR. Um, uh, for example. And but yeah, because you end up looking a little bit weird holding a you know seven and a half inch iPad, you know, trying to wave it around the room, yeah, like that. <laughs> Especially, you'd look like an even bit of a you know more of a weirdo if you were holding this you know stonking twelve yeah twelve inch iPad you know around the room trying to view it up down left right and everything. Yeah, I find it funny. I agree with that. Tell you the truth, it is a little strange, but heck, it does have a good camera. The the iPad 11, sorry, the iPad Pros really have a good camera. Someone commented, "Imagine using the 12.9 inch." Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, I know. I have a family member who has the 12.9 inch, and like that thing's huge, one foot. Yeah. Um, but talking about the uh iPad, sorry, the iPhone SE again. My overall thoughts of it, it's the phone for enterprise, education, possibly. I know these are really strange, but I really think it could be used for those two things. And it's all, I really think it's a good starter phone. And I really think it's the phone that just, I really think it's a good emergency phone. Let's just say you cracked, let's just say you cracked your iPhone 8, okay? And you need, a, you, you don't have enough money to upgrade your phone or you don't want to spend that much. Well, maybe the iPhone SE is a good option for that. 
So that's that's where I put that in my perspective of the iPhone SE. It's for the it, it's a phone. I do I definitely do think the iPhone SE is needed in the market, especially um, and it's going to attract a lot yeah. of people because number one, the cheaper price starting at three ninety nine. Number two, I really think the phone's a steal having the same having the A thirteen processor. So basically, you have the same speed in the iPhone SE as what you have in the iPhone 11 and iPhone 11 Pro. So I see mostly the speed as a win, and um, I really think that's great. Um, but yeah. Okay, so next we're moving on to the next story. We're going to be talking about the uh, iPad Pro new Magic Keyboard. So Apple initially said that the new, iP- the new iPad Pro Magic Keyboard will be available in May, but unexpectedly, Apple announced on April thir- on April fifteenth that the the new Magic Keyboard is now available to order, and it'll be, and orders will be getting ar- will start arriving next uh, as soon as next week. So we talked about the new Magic Keyboard about two episodes ago, and basically it's a it's an updated keyboard. Yeah, so it has a track which includes a trackpad support, um, and it can also uh. It, it also attaches mag- magnetically to the iPad Pro, and basically putting the, the your display on a floating design for smooth adjustments, basically. And the view angles are up to 130 degrees, so you can move around everywhere. But just just to remind you again, the new Magic Keyboard for iPad Pro it starts at 299 for the 11 inch iPad Pro and 349 for the 12.9 inch iPad Pro. And layouts are available in over 30 languages, including simplified Chinese, German. French, Japanese, and Spanish. So, um, Chris, what are your thoughts on this new uh, Magic? Uh, sorry, new Magic Keyboard. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think it'll be interesting to kind of see it in person, just because I actually haven't seen it in person before, and it would be interesting to kind of experience it because I've never used an iPad with either a keyboard, trackpad type thing combination. Um, or even just like a mouse in general. And I think it would be very interesting to kind of experience because what do you think of iOS and I mean, even iPadOS, you think of, you know, touching the screen and moving things with your finger rather than it being, you know, a mouse as such. And I think, you know, that kind of whole experience is, you know, very new to me. And I think that's something that I would have to, you know, become, um, acclimated to rather than being you know just seeing it on a video or something like that so that may be something you know to do a a live stream on or a youtube video on or something like that in the future when you know lockdown's over apple stores are open and everything but i think it's it's an interesting way um that apple's been able to pull it off early and you know start saying that they're going to be shipping out orders and things like that which i'm i'm impressed with um so you know it it is so i think Sorry. one reason i think one of the reasons why apple gave a may date instead of earlier than may i think they wanted to be cautious because with the COVID 19 pandemic yeah um apple suppliers are around are around everywhere and um it's a little trickier to manufacture products like you can say and it could be a little, potentially a little bit slower and so i think apple's playing the card better better not pull off an air power type of situation yeah (laughs) so yeah (laughs) that was a good one thank you so i think i think apple's playing it safe and uh sure enough they got it ready faster than they thought they would and they announced it and there you go 
It, uh, yeah. They announced it. They, it's always a good thing that they announced it. I think when they first announced it coming in May, I was like, ooh, May? Are you sure about that? But thinking about it, like, I think they always announced it earlier, and they did. So I think it was a good, mm-hmm. um, I guess you can say, safe card Apple played. Um, they don't want to have it delayed or pull off an air power or any of that. Yeah. But looking at but looking at the Magic Keyboard, um, it's now available to order on Apple.com. It'll be arriving to customers. If you order it, I say now, you'll probably get it in a couple of days. I don't think there's any delays. Um, I believe there's only a few delays for the iPhone SE if you order it now. Instead of arriving on launch day, April 24th, it'll arrive around May. So that's the only device I'm aware of that there's currently product delays. And speaking of terms of manufacturing, so yeah. And also to mention, the, I, the Magic Keyboard will also work with the 2018 iPad Pro. And so, um, it'll also work with that, which I think is really, I think is really cool accessory to add to the current iPad, to a current iPad Pro you already own. Yeah. So, and some people, I really think they're going to be wanting to upgrade to the Magic Keyboard and get that, um, get that updated keyboard. I believe it's using, is it using, it's using a different type of, um, keyboard layout, I believe, um, in format and design. So it'll be good for people who want a better, um, keyboard number one number two it has the trackpad support and i think a lot of people are going to want to have the trackpad support it, but it is very interesting to see how the ipad pro is starting to more like starting to form more like a computer i guess you can say because it, it has it start it can do a lot of functions that a computer can do now obviously but what are your thoughts on this yeah well i think that with the ipad i think apple is trying really hard to kind of put it as you know a potential computer but i still think a lot of people think when they think ipad they think tablet they think you know something that's portable um you know it's on the middle ground between a a phone and a laptop type situation rather than it being something that is considered you know a fully capable computer because i understand that you can get like desktop versions of apps but you know the majority of apps pardon me are still kind of designed for the iOS experience, which is, you know, touch-based rather than being something that is, um, you know, right, pointer, mouse-type-based, if you kind of get where I'm coming from on that. Okay, so the next thing we're going to be talking about is uh, Blackmagic has discontinued the eGPU Pro. So if you're wondering what the... So basically the reason of the decision was that... Um, so Blackmagic informed Mac rumors today that is no longer they're no longer manufacturing its uh, eGPU Pro. Um, you're probably wondering what's the whole reason about uh, by this. Well, it's due to AMD discontinuing its Radeon VX Vega 56 graphics chip. Okay, so it's the whole purpose of it is the discontinu- uh, is the removal of that and discontinuation. Um, so the Blackmagic eGPU eGPU Pro was priced at $1,199 and it came out on October 2018 with the refreshed MacBook Air and Mac Mini models. So, and also mentioned earlier this week, Apple removed the eGPU Pro and it has been temporarily out of stock for some time. Mac Rumors notes that the standard Blackmagic eGPU with AMD Radeon Pro 580 graphics remains available to purchase, but it has a lengthy shipping estimate of 10 to 12 weeks. Yes, 10 to 12 weeks. I never saw... I never saw it take that long. So on Apple's website, I've seen products like, example, iPhone 10. We've seen a five to eight week wait for that. When it launched within 10 minutes, it sold out. And there's like a six week wait, right? I've never yeah. seen Apple 
I never seen some. I never seen something slow slow an apple that has a ten to twelve week wait wait, and it's definitely interesting. I never seen that before. Yeah, I mean it's something that I would really hate to to kind of have. I mean, if I was a store owner and I was having to tell people that they would have to wait twelve or uh, ten to twelve weeks to get one single product, um, you know. I'd be disappointed. I'd probably kick the person who was selling that off because, you know, when you buy something, you expect to have it, you know, maybe from one to three weeks, not something that's, you know, 10 weeks shipping um, because... Yeah, it's really ridiculous. Yeah. Maybe Apple's phasing it's it ridiculous, out. I don't yeah. know. Maybe they have manufacturing issues. Maybe Blackmagic's having manufacturing issues. I, mean, I don't know. We'll see. Okay, so we're moving on to the next... But when you think about... Oh, sorry. When you think about shipping, you normally think about, you know, quality, you know, comes with time and, you know, that could be considered something that would be like, you know, probably three, four weeks at most. And I think, you know, them pushing it to 10 to 12 weeks is, you know, pretty horrendous on, on their part. And I think Apple is, uh, I'm surprised with them that they're allowing them to, you know, keep selling that on there for it to have such a long wait time for you know just a single product i think i say it's pretty ridiculous but um Mm. my guess it's manufacturing issues because the covid19 pandemic obviously or number two is just they have low stock and they're waiting for shipments okay so we're moving on to the next order so apple is reopened its first apple store reopen sorry reopen first apple store in south korea on april 18th so if you do not know already, Apple has closed all their Apple stores down around the world until, um, except in China. So the only Apple stores right now are, um, that are open is in China. And now Apple's looking, looking, and they're reopening its first Apple store in South Korea, which will open on April 18th. So according to the information, according to the stores page, um, the Apple store will be open at 12 p.m. local time on Saturday, April 18th, 2020. So the reason why we're covering this is just to give you guys an update on Apple's progress and closures and op- reopenings because of due to the COVID-19 pandemic. So just to give you guys a refresher, Apple in March sent a memo to employees. Um, Apple's retail chief, Deidre O'Brien, says, uh, we will reopen our stores in a, on a staggered basis. At this time, we anticipate some stores may, may be able to open in the first half of April, depending on the conditions in their community, O'Brien says. So therefore, according to, so also one thing I want to mention, um, according to an internal memo um, that was sent to Apple employees, I believe a couple of weeks ago, um, Apple's looking now looking to, is planning to reopen its stores in the United States starting in early May. So this is this is international. This is in the United States only. So Apple's looking to reopen its stores in early May. And I believe it's going to be in a staggering. I believe it's going to be staggered out because you can't just open all of them at once because due to local. Uh, conditions of guidance by local governments in the in the u.s so yeah, um, true. right so these are definitely gonna be these stores are definitely gonna be open in a, in a staggered basis and it could be it could be slow okay we right now we don't know um but i do expect to see some apple stores open up in may um i'm predicting that and um chris when you think your apple store is going to open in the uk um i mean it's uncertain. They just extended lockdown for another three weeks at minimum. So you think past, you know, it's sorry. It could go all the way to June. Apple reopened its Apple stores in June. Do you think? Ooh, um, I mean, 
I have no idea because, you know, April 17th at the moment. Um, and I mean, another three weeks at minimum, you know, who knows what will happen in terms of the UK. I know for the US, they'll probably, you know, have majority of stores open by the time, you know, we're probably opening our first couple stores. So, you know, that's something that I'm interested about, but I can't really comment too much on it just because they haven't been too clear on the kind of inner logistics of the lockdown and how businesses will be allowed to open back up because they're not considered essential. Right. Um, but it's definitely going to be a staggered release. According to the memo, um, we haven't heard they ch changed the decision. If that leaks, we'll update you guys about that. But currently, we can see some Apple stores possibly opening around early May. Just in May in general, Apple is trying, at least going to try to do that. But we'll see what they do. We'll talk about this and uh, we'll talk about this in a couple of weeks in one of our uh, Apple Watch Weekly episodes again. We'll come back to this topic on Apple on the Apple Store reopening progress. Okay, so we're this is a small story. We're gonna be talking about Mac Pro. Okay, this is gonna be a fun story. Uh, so Apple releases Mac Pro wheels and feet from two ninety nine to six ninety nine. Woo! So you're bu basically buying some wheels for a cost of an iPhone ten R. Am I right? Yeah, I know. Ugh, it makes me cringe just hearing the prices for some damn wheels. Okay, so the fee for for a computer fee is three hundred dollars. Okay, so Apple on Wednesday released uh, new Mac Pro wheels and feet starting from two ninety nine to six ninety nine, along with the announcement of the new iPhone SE. So they'll all announce it around the same time. The Mac Pro feet cost three hundred dollars available to purchase on Apple's online store. Um, and then talking about the Mac Pro wheels that starts at six ninety nine, it is available to purchase on Apple's online store. So um, yeah, they're definitely pricey, but for people who basically people who um, who are who use a Mac Pro for professional use, like media animation studios or something like that, I really think this six ninety nine, three two is not going to be anything to them to tell you the truth. Like true, true. the Mac Pro is really it's not for I wouldn't call it for consumer use, really. I'll say people who need that extra power in their computer, number one. And then number two, I'll say... I'll say it's for professionals, like movie creators yeah. Yeah. movies. That's the computer to go for. And there's some movie studios, that's nothing in them, okay? So mm. if you're talking about yeah. terms of pricing, yes, it's ridiculous consumer-wise, but if you look at it from a business perspective and professional in the for professional use, it's really not that much. Um, that's how I see it. Um, everyone, of course, everyone's over overreact because it's um, they because they're surprised they see that price tag, and they're just a consumer though. Um, but if you're looking from a business perspective, it's really not that much, and um, it'll it's definitely a good benefit to add to your, to a Mac Pro. Yeah, I mean, I'm just waiting for IKEA to come out and do like a DIY wheel set type thing. You know, the add to your Mac that would be good. <laughs> Yeah, give it some creative Swedish name. That'd be good. Yeah, that'll, that'll be fun to actually do that. I think You think Apple will sue him? <laughs> I don't know. Never know. <laughs> yeah, honestly, to tell you the truth, you really don't, you really don't know. Okay, so we're moving on to the next story. So we, are, we already talked about iPhone SE earlier in this episode. But Apple, including with the iPhone SE, Apple also announced some new leather and silicone cases for the new iPhone SE. 
So these cases come in red, black, white, pink sand, and midnight blue. However, more colors are also expected in the near future. So the, the cases are priced at $35 for the silicone cases and $45 for the leather cases. So the design has slightly changed the Apple logo. So look at the case, the Apple logo, they changed the design, they put it, instead of on the top, they put it into the middle. Um, that's the only difference design-wise, but overall, it's nothing new you haven't seen. This case been around for years. It's just, they have to, it's just really designed for the iPhone, new iPhone SE second gen, and they have the Apple logo in the middle, like what they have currently with the iPhone SE. So the only thing design-wise that changed with the case, the Apple logo is down, is shifted down to match the logo placement found in the back glass of the iPhone SE. And these cases are available to buy now on Apple on Apple.com um, around the world and will be delivered in a couple of days with no shipping delays with those cases. So we'll arrive soon. What's your favorite iPhone? And it's also another, well, um, I mean, it's also just another thing. If you do happen to buy this phone, um, it is also possible to use a regular iPhone 8 case with the SE2. Which is, you know, if you're looking to save money, that's always good. Uh, I mean, there's a bunch of cheap cases on Amazon for iPhone 8. So I think, you know, if you're looking to escape the kind of premium prices that'll be associated with the, you know, brand spanking new device, um, you know, that's a viable alternative. But I mean, in terms of my favorite iPhone, I'm probably thinking the, the one that started all, the original iPhone. Uh, just because that's something that I've been trying to collect. I mean, I have my iPhone 3GS here, which I had to do a battery replacement on, but it is, you know, my oldest Apple device, and I'm, you know, most proud of collecting it and finding it on Facebook Marketplace. So, you know, that's that. But I do think that along with this, probably the most current iPhone 12, I keep saying iPhone 12, uh, iPhone 11 Pro Max and iPhone 11 Pro are probably the best uh, devices in terms of, you know, they have the highest capacity, the most uh, processing power and kind of the beefiest um, of the lot at the moment. Um, I mean, that's subject to change when the new iPhones come out. But at the moment, I think it's the original iPhone, which is probably my favorite. What, but what about you? So I have the Totally case. Um, kind of got a sponsorship deal with them. And they were nice enough to send me a case. So I have that for my iPhone 11. And I've been using it. And I Totally cases are really good cases. Um, they're thin. Um, they're, I'll say I'll give, I'll say they're one of the best thin clear cases. Because I like to show off the design on my iPhone, to tell you the truth. I like to. Um, so I'm, that's why I get the clear cases. Um, but uh, I really think it's a good case. And... And I think Totally definitely has one of the best cases out there for in terms of thin, clear cases. My only concern about the case, it's kind of pricey. Price is at $35, but about the same price as what Apple offers. So I guess um, it's not too much. Yeah. It's not yeah. overkill. Well, sorry, I didn't realize you said uh, iPhone case. I thought you just said iPhone. It must have cut off on the connection right there. Um, in which case, it's probably OtterBox with the Defender series. That's what my favorite iPhone case. Oh, it's okay. Um, okay, so we're, we're going to be moving on. We have some smaller stories to read. I'm just going to read this over, but um, if you're a developer, this is for you. 
Apple releases tvOS 13.4.5 beta 2 to developers. What's new in this update? Heck, we do not know. We just think it's bug fixes and some performance improvements. Alright, moving on after that. Next, Apple releases second beta of watchOS 6.2.5 to developers. What else is what else is new in this update? Mm, nothing really, I'll say. I think there's some more <laughs> also there's performance improvements and bug fixes. So yeah, that's that. Yeah, talk about slimming down the news. Alright. <laughs> You say first is the worst, second is the best, third. Okay, so moving on. Um, <laughs> Apple releases second beta of iPad OS and iOS 13.4.5 developers. Okay, and is there anything new in this update? Is there any new features? Yes, yes, there is. There is a new feature. So, so Apple will release the second beta of iOS 13.4.5 and iPad OS 13.4.5 a couple days ago. The update focused on bug fixes and poor and performance improvements and it doesn't bring as many features but um it also includes the an option to basically share apple music songs via instagram so you know like those like instagram cards chris like yeah well i'm, I'm surprised that they wouldn't do that just through an update for apple music i don't get why they would have to do it through an entire system update i think because it they have to I don't think it's server wide. They have it's hosted on the hard. It's ho it's hosted on the phone. Uh okay, that makes sense then. So yes, there is some. So yes, uh, there is a new feature in iOS thirteen point four point five, and uh, and of course there's also bug fixes and performance improvements. Um, and also I believe Apple also released the public betas. If you're a public beta tester for these, um, versions, these beta versions, um. You can beta test them. Um, and if you want to sign up for the beta program, go to beta.apple.com. Um, but currently, talking in, with betas, I really don't. I don't. I don't actually run the betas. I run just the regular OS. Um, do you, Chris, do you run any beta software or anything like that? Um. Well, on my iPad Mini Four, I have the beta profile installed. I don't think it's up to date just because it's. Uh, crappy little 16 gigabyte version so it's you know not got the adequate capacity to update appropriately but um on my iphone i do beta test and on my apple watch i do beta test um on my mac i think i still have the certificates installed which i need to actually uninstall because it kept giving me issues um but you know, everything's pretty smooth. There was one instance where I had to get my Apple Watch reset, which was a little bit of a bump because I was on a hardware, uh, not a hardware roll. I was on a um, award roll with my daily goals. And, you know, not having my Apple Watch for 10 days, I, you know, broke the record and I was on my way to getting a thousand um, streaks. So, you know, that kind of sucked. But apart from that, you know, iOS betas, Apple Watch betas are mostly stable. Um, it would be helpful though if Apple did include adequate tools to um, reset your own Apple Watch rather than you having to send it off. That was my main inconvenience. Um, but I mean, other than that, the, the most recent updates, I haven't really noticed anything significant in terms of performance or anything like that. Ryan, they're mostly under the hood bug fixes. Um, I believe this update also fixes a VPN issue. Correct. I heard, I heard there's some VPN bug, and so that fixes that. Um, so we're moving on to the last story. So our last story is about the 2019 Mac Pro. So 
2019 Mac Pro is now available on the Apple refurbished store. So here's the deal. Apple this week added the 2019 Mac Pro in, United, in its United States online refurbished store. Uh, this is for, this is followed by Mac Rumors. The cheapest available Mac Pro refurbished model is a base configuration upgrade upgrade from 32 gigabytes to 48 gigabytes of RAM. And that model retails at $6,299 new, but is available refurbished for $5,349. So about $1,300 cheaper. So at the high-end Mac Pro models, the 16-core model with 192 gigabytes of RAM, a pair of Radeon Pro Vega 2 Duo graphics cards, 8 terabytes of storage, and a, and a Apple Afterburner card, it's now available refurbished to a 2000 uh, sorry, 200, uh, 22,439, saving you nearly 4,000 compared to a brand new model. Yeah, I know, a lot of numbers, you have to think about it. I'm sorry. So Apple says certified refurbished Mac Pro models are thoroughly expected, tested, cleaned, and repackaged, with all manuals and cables included in the box. They're also backed by Apple's standard one-year warranty. So um, if you're looking to buy any of you guys looking for a Mac Pro, this is definitely a good deal. I'll say go with the refurbished model. You're not going to notice a difference, really. Um, they're inspected, cleaned, and tested by Apple, and I really think it's a good deal to get yourself, um, if you don't want to spend as much money for a Mac Pro, that's definitely a good deal. Go with the Apple refurbished store. I don't think many people are going to be buying a Mac Pro, though. Who knows? Someone will be listening and they want to. That's why I'm meant, that's why I went, that's why I say this for last. <laughs> True. But yeah. Anyways, Chris, um, that's it for this episode. Um, thank you for joining today's episode. It's been, it's been awesome to have you back. Um, it's been a while. I I think my my line is thank you for having me. That's what I seem to say every single episode. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just good to you know be able to sit down and have a chat about Apple, um, especially with everything that's going on. Uh, we got big things in the works coming up for you guys. Uh, so Apple Oscars, stay tuned for you know upcoming updates with uh, regards to our employees, our you know, social management, everything like that, um, you know, change is good. So just keep your eyes peeled and hopefully, um, you know, we'll be having another giveaway for you guys soon as well. Um, Holden, thank you for having me as well. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, so, um, be sure to listen to this podcast on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google podcasts, and others. And again, follow us on appleosophy.com for all the latest Apple news and rumors and give us a follow on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Facebook. My name is Holland Satterwhite, and this is the Apple Weekly Podcast, signing off.